Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! Hey guys, this podcast is presented by the MMA Shark. Check out the MMAshark.com today. Paul is up 350 units to date. One thing I like about Paul so much here at the MMA Shark, he doesn't just handicap UFC pay-per-views. I'm talking about UFC fight nights. I'm talking about a lot of content on UFC fight pass like the LFA and also one of my favorites, Dana White Contender Series. My guy Paul at the MMA Shark is trustworthy and the one you need to be in touch with. Go to the MMA Shark dot com right now and use that promo code bananas for fifty dollars off your first thirty days. Promo code bananas fifty. Head to the MMA Shark dot com today. What's up, guys? Uh, Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show. Monday, September nineteenth. What a weekend! What a savage weekend! Let's go, man. Uh, guys, if you haven't heard it, I talked to Jillian, our you know, Fight Bananas family, Jillian the Savage Robertson. We did an IG Live right after, uh, literally an hour after her fight, after her win, after her submission win, after her savagery rear naked choke win. So if you haven't heard it, go get it. It's on my personal IG at Dave Van Auken, at Dave Van Auken. Um, real quick shout out, shout out Maddie Levine. Maddie Levine took over the Fight Bananas Instagram. She absolutely killed it. I loved her content. I know uh, I'm hearing it from you guys as well. Hopefully, we will see Maddie really uh, back soon. I'm uh, doing something. Um, you know, that's that's the mixed martial arts game. That's the fight business. You really never know what's going to happen next and who you're going to do it with. Um, but, yes, we want some more Maddie Levine underneath the Fight Bananas banner. That's for sure. Um Guys, right? How about uh, hats off Canelo, hats off Corey Sanhagen, hats off to the RoboCop, joining the Savage Robertson. A lot of get to UFC Vegas 70 recap, 60 recap for sure. Uh, also, guys, the anchor of this podcast, we're going to talk to our girl, Michelle Montague. Uh, 1 0, fe- uh, lightweight, going into featherweight. Guys, she fights on Jorge Mazadal's Icon FC live on UFC Fight Pass. That's Oct- October 14th. She's down there at American Top Team, uh, just a stud of a fighter, but not even that. I think a better person. She's so funny. She's a good, good dude, good person. Uh, love us some Michelle on this pod. She's really great friends and training partners with our girl Kayla Harrison. So we get into it. It's 22 minutes. It's funny. It's great. That's the anchor of the pod. Also, after today, today is pod 134. After today, I'm not going to lie to you, you ready? I am taking a break, a much-needed break. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of stuff, of course, on our socials daily, um, and often we'll be doing some stuff behind the scenes, like always. But podcast-wise, I'm going to take a break. 
There's no UFC this weekend. I know there's the contender, and I know there's Bellator, and uh, I know there's always stuff, right? You never know. News might break, right? You know, Conor McGregor, Ferguson in January. I don't know. Uh, John Jones versus Stipe, December. Shit might break. I'm going to take a much-needed break. Um, I think we're going to take a break off the Banana the Bee this week. Uh, maybe, probably even Mike Cuddles, uh, Ben and Bananas, and I... Dave Van Auken is going to take a break, much needed break. I'm going to go on a little trip with my uh, lovely wife. I'm taking <laughs> a little Fight Bananas podcast sabbatical. There you go. Um, all right, enough about me. Let's get into it. UFC Vegas 70. Like, this is, you know, me. I'm not going to break down the whole card. Everything that I saw was a phenomenal card. Huge finishes. How about, uh, man, emotional Damon Jackson. Hats off to him. Andre Feely. Just a great show. Really, really good show. But start with the top. Uh, Corey Sanhagen won. Uh, after the fourth round TKO, Dr. Stoppage against uh, yeah, Dong Song. What a performance. What a performance. I know the scorecards were really close. And it was a really close fight. But the momentum of everything in that fight, to me, was going to Corey Sanhagen's favor. He's so damn smooth, so damn technical, great feet, uh, footwork. I love us some Corey Sanhagen. I, what's next, right? What He won the main event. His face was on the poster. That can only mean a couple things. Another main event, another fight, down, uh, fight night main event, or a really, really big, pivotal, marquee matchup on a pay-per-view. And they can go a couple different ways. I threw out a couple things, and and I know the obvious answers were Cheeto, Vera, and Marab right afterwards, and that might happen. Or shit, they might do Cheeto versus Marab. I do want to let me throw this out there. I don't think Corey was that banged up. I know he said December, guys. There is a mega event uh, twenty days away, UFC two eighty in Abu Dhabi and Fight Island. And guys, all I know is there's not one, but there's two humongous bantamweight fights. And I would love to see Corey versus TJ, Corey versus uh, Aljo in that main event. I would love to see Corey versus Jan too. Or how about Corey Sanhagen versus Sugar Sean O'Malley? So a lot of big stuff. I would love to see Corey Sanhagen just fly over to Abu Dhabi, make $30,000 as a backup, and you never, ever know in this business. So to me, I think Corey should be the backup fighter at UFC 280. Uh, Robocop Gregory Rodriguez, one of the best performances we have ever seen. He had literally one eyebrow. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. We made multiple posts about it on Fight Finesse Official. Uh, big, big win for him. Big win in the main event. There's only big fights ahead. He's on a streak. Uh, just his his aura and his mojo and his momentum. There is his next fight. His pronouns. Gregory Rodriguez's next fight is a big fight. A big fight. He just won the co-main event in a big major way. You only go up from that. Um, hey, I can't wait to see what's next from Robocop. I, I can't wait. How about this? Let me throw this out there right now. We're going to post it on Matchmaking Monday. How about Robocop versus Christopher Curtis in a nice little uh, pay-per-view opener at uh, one of these UFCs coming up? There we go. And then let's talk about it, guys. Jillian the Savage Robertson. Uh, there's so much history with the Savage and myself. Um, we've talked about it. Uh, she's been on 
the Dave Van Alken show multiple times, and she wanted to build on her uh, presence on just talking and the media side of it. So we created My Cuddles. It's her podcast underneath our banner. We absolutely love it. We, we appreciate you guys if you download and subscribe to My Cuddles. It's it's on its own platform, you know, its own uh, subscri- subscription-based uh, platform. And... She felt so damn good into this fight. I've talked to her on air, off air. She uh, loved the matchup. She loved the spot. She knew she was going to get uh, Agapopovic next sooner or later. She just she had that utter belief in her. The team was incredible behind her. She really liked the momentum and the positivity and the the mojo that the goat shed is bringing her. Guys, I, I joke about it, but. I, I don't understand, and some things I get in the MMA game. I get why Nate Diaz is a huge star. I get why Conor McGregor is a huge star, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Jillian the Savage Robertson has the UFC female flyweight record for most finishes. And us as a MMA community, we like that more than anything. We always say, you know, oh, wow, Makhlchev, or or even Habib for a long time had that boring um you know, hashtag to him. And, and a lot of fighters get that sometimes. Izzy is starting to get that now. He's a champ and he's just starting to kind of play it safe a little bit. Jillian does not play it safe ever, ever. The most finishes in female flyweight history. And um, let me just tell you this. A birdie told me that uh, that record might be put on ice for a little bit. Because something that's been talked about for a while for Jillian's career moving forward, I believe... We believe Jillian Robertson's next fight will be a strawweight fight. There you go. You know, put that on a post. Artwork, graphic designer, stra- Savage Strawweight coming soon. Put that on a post. All right, guys, that's UFC uh, 60. Um, also, quick shout out to my guy, the cornerman, uh, Ryan Quinn. He has some great content on his YouTube channel. Has nothing to do with Fight Bananas. He's just a good dude. He's uh, one of the hosts for Bed and Bananas. We love us some Ryan Quinn, and um, he kills it. He is killing it. He has his own YouTube channel. Make sure you go and check him out at the Cornerman MMA. So a lot of shout outs there. Shout out to MMA Shark. Shout out to Matty Levine. Shout out to Ryan Quinn. Man, shout out to you for listening, guys. Uh, Dave Van Auken, episode 134 of the Dave Van Auken Show. Yeah, I'm going to let – this is it. 20, 22 minutes, Michelle Monaco. Um, like I said, I th- UFC Fight Pass, Jorge Masvidal's um, Icon FC, October 14th of Friday. It's going to be around the corner before you know it. It's wild how this uh, year's flying by. Cannot wait. So here's Michelle um, we talked for 20 minutes. I think it's a fun one, guys. Have a good day. Have a good week. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week uh, with a little preview of UFC Vegas 61. Everything will be back. Fee, uh, Bed and Bananas, uh, my Cuddles, the Banana Bee. But myself, guys, I am taking a sabbatical on the podcast side. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week, guys. Later. What's up, guys? How are you? Dave Van Auken, the Dave Van Auken Show. And uh, coming on, someone who's been on the show before, a uh, big, big fan of hers, uh, 1-0 professional, had some really cool news in the making in the last week or two, so I'm so happy to get her back on the show. Actually saw her at American Top Team just last week. Very, very happy to introduce back on the show our dear friend, the wild one, Michelle Monaco. How are you? I am tip-top, mate. How are you doing? Doing good, my friend. Life's good. Life's good. 
That's good, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, before we get all these great questions, and I'm going to like get some fire questions. I'm going to ask some hard ones coming up. You know, PFL and Icon and UFC Fight Pass and Kayla, mm -hmm. all that. Before all that, I want to talk to you about your social media uh, funniness, your com, you know, your comedy uh, timing. Uh, when I met you, where was that? I was in Ar not Arlington, and in Atlanta. Uh, just yeah, Atlanta. Up the whole yeah. time. Uh, where do you get this uh, comedian uh, uh, aspect of you? Um, honestly, they have that saying like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and my like my. My okay. dad, he's a, okay. he's a pretty funny bloke and he, he, he always has been. And again, it's, you know, it's the eye of the beholder. Like some people are probably by completely the wrong way. But um, no, I just like to, like I, there's times to be serious. There's times to be yeah. empathetic and all that. And I, um, and then there seems to be quite a lot of times where like there's banter or jokes or whatever, just like ready to go. So um no, I like that. I like making people laugh, and I, um, yeah, I, I find that I think that's really important, especially in a sport like so serious like ours, and there's so much on the line. If if you go in day in day out, fucking like this every time, like dude, right. you're gonna fizzle out because you need some light in your life. So yeah, I, right. I'd like being able to bring that. And you're I, easy, I was just going. You're I was easy to take the piss out of. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I that that's where I was going with it. It's. Your profession, right? Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, a banker or a school teacher or someone that works at Home Depot. They get up yeah. and they kind of do a norm and they kind of, it's a back and forth. Your profession is one of the hardest on this planet. It's very mm -hmm. hard on your body. Uh, it's very hard on your mind, especially when you don't have a date. I hear that more than anything as a yeah. fighter. When you have that date, like you have something to look forward to and something mm -hmm. to strive for. Mm -hmm. Sometimes going to American Top Team on a Monday or a Tuesday, you don't have anything booked. It's like, I hear, you know, it's like, what am I doing? It's like, I'm just a mouse on a wheel. So I would assume bringing that little bit of just smiles and laughter, even just to yourself, even to make your own damn self laugh, I think is super important. Oh, I, I make myself laugh all the time. I think I'm hilarious for me. That's what I say. Like a lot of people will be like, eesh, like that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> got you got you all right well let's get into it like i said super fun big words here october 14th live on ufc fight pass uh icon fc jorge masvidal's icon fc mm -hmm. i would love for you how to come to be because i think of you as a pfl fighter on the challenger series in orlando just yes. this past year yes. talk to you like i said in atlanta you were maybe trying to get something in the works too with yeah. PFL, just i guess didn't come through um how did this come to be give, give us the tea uh, spill the tea well, what had happened was, so, uh, yeah, when I was in Atlanta, I spoke with, you know, Greg uh, up there and that there, and, and basically we thought we'd maybe try and get on the on the Wales or London card, but, you know, that, they've got people that are like that have been planned on those cards for, you know, months and months and months. So to quickly, like, chuck mine in there, one of the harder weight groups to match up wasn't uh, going to be possible. So um, basically he, he, he I said, like, what if, like, what if I did one fight somewhere else? You know, he said, oh. I mentioned that Jorge um, had offered like to to get me a fight if I needed one. So, but I, at that point had mine sorted until the girl pulled out. So they brought it up with the PFL guys and they said, yeah, absolutely. Like if you um, if you want to do one with his, like they know him really well and they trust all that there. So they said that's fine. Go and, and do that one with them so you you can keep moving and then it only prepares me better for this for whatever happens next year with the PFL. So. Um, 
so that's how that happened. And then what I just, I, you know, I said to boy, I said, yep, they said all good. So then he, he, um, he teed it up really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't that just amazing that uh, two big brands or companies can like work together and just everyone oh, is, is successful and wins? So, like they have the right thing in mind. Yes, of course, fighting's a money game, but like, like in my personal position, I needed to be, you know, improving moving forward and like and like you do that in training all the time. But then to have a to have a fight to really like you know put that into action is what you know it's ideal so for them to both be able to not be there having like a who's dick's bigger like contest they just were like oh this the fighter needs a fight we care about right. getting her there and they made it happen like for me i'm like tick tick <laughs> love you it, know love it. um also of course a very uh big thing that i saw on the fight poster and you and i kind of talked off air a little bit about it was it's not a lightweight fight it's a featherweight fight um this honey <laughs> Is is this kind of do you foresee this an ongoing thing? Because right now PFL has lightweights and not featherweights, but other organizations, big organi organizations, have featherweights but not lightweights. What's the? Uh, can you think you can do both and well, go back and forth? Um. So, interestingly, when I was talking to Greg in Atlanta, and we were trying to get this like quick fight sorted um, over in, in Europe. And yep. I said, which like doesn't even matter if it's at featherweight. And he's like, oh yeah, it'll be at featherweight because it's gonna be there'll be no matches anywhere at lightweight. Like they have okay. all the lightweights in the world, you know, or they don't want them. So uh, <laughs> he's like, it will be at featherweight. And I said, sweet. Uh, so he was gonna get me just like a, a um, a, you know, a, an exhibition fight at that weight anyway. Anyway, obviously that didn't happen. So he knows I can make that, and that's all good. I've for I think I've had six fights out of my like you know fifteen have been at featherweight. Okay. Maybe even like more than that. One, two, three, okay. four, six. Oh, seven of my yeah, fourteen fights have been at featherweight. So it's no drama making it. It's just like you go where the the best opportunity is, and that is at one fifty five, which is a nice little chunk of weight for me. <laughs> so no, we're good. We're going down there now, and um, okay, and it'll be all all good. And like I said, like I've got the fight dietitian like on my side. I've got my plan literally sitting here. So like from the last one with the exact same drop. So uh, yeah, it's not it, it's not a, it's not a stress, and it's not a bother whether I have exhibition fights at that next year for PFL, so they can get me fights, or whether they want me at, at lightweight. Like it, I'm literally not even phased. Okay, that's beautiful. Because back to uh, you said the apple doesn't fall from the tree. Same here. Um, <laughs> I was always told you never want to put you know all your eggs in one basket. You might oh, yeah. want to do a couple things. So you can show the PFL, hey, I can make lightweight and featherweight, like you said itself, yes. or even not trying to. I, you know how I much I love the hey, PFL. Hey, 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 guy, hey, guy, I can make better weight. I've never done <laughs> it, but I'm damn sure I could with the day before weighing. <laughs> Whoa, Michelle talking bantamweight now. Oh, I just don't need to. Like, right. why right. am I going to walk around like starving for like no more money, no more competition? Right, like, right. Like, there's literally, there are heaps of girls at 145. There are heaps. We have a good amount of girls at 155. It's just you've got to be on the, like, I guess, in the right organization or whatever, you know? Right, right. And there's a I, there's a pretty decent 155er out there. I You know, we, we'll talk about her later, maybe. <laughs> you know what? I think she's all right. Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. Uh, another thing I actually love and really admire about you as well is, I think it was around two, three months ago, you had a back-to-back -back thing. You had a, you know, you love to grapple and wrestle oh, yeah. and to go tournaments. You were actually in Orlando, Florida for a submission uh, uh, yes. underground or, or uh, submission grappling. I love that about you too. Is that 
just um, very important for you just to keep active and stay busy and just to compete. Uh, how important is that to you? I So it's it's, it's important to me in, in a way that like I don't, I'm not like lost without it, but it's like, I think it's so important in, uh, in terms of growth. And I think people, especially when kids are new to the sport, like just, you just have to compete and whether it's jiu-jitsu or wrestling or like a right. padded fight or whatever it is, like, in that stage when you're, you're like soaking all this info in, like how to like apply it practically is so important. Um, and then going, instead of going to your first actual fight and just spazzing out. So um, so I've always done that. I've always done like a lot of competitions. I would play like a rugby game for 80 minutes in the morning, drive two hours up north, do the grappling gi nationals or whatever, like the same day, drive two hours right. home. Like there's no, I'm no stranger to like, to that and it doesn't make me like shudder at all. Like I'm like, oh yeah, like it gives me like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So with this here, I uh, I wanted to do the because I didn't have anything coming up. I wanted to do the Jiu Jitsu World Champs in the gi. So right. uh, I put the gi on for you know a week, <laughs> and then I went out there and actually did really well and was happy with that. I was gonna say, um, how did how did you do in that? How did you do? I only lost I lost the the my uh, my belt division by a ref just choosing like who they wanted to give the win to on an advantage the girl played guard and i uh, was on top but yeah so i'm all good whatever she was attacking more submissions in, in that but she didn't get it so they gave it to her in the final and i'd finished every girl before that and then right. in the, i heard you did really well out there yeah well then in the open i had her for the first match and i finished her in like a minute so i was like say no more <laughs> and then uh in the final of the open so then i made it to the final of the open and uh and and then in that there, it was a good scrappy scrambly match. And this Brazilian girl, um, she got two points, I think, for it was even north south or near something in there. She got her points off that, and like I couldn't get them back, so I was like, yep. So I lost that one two zero. And like yeah, she she worked well for that there. So um, yeah, I was I had no regrets about the whole thing, and it was like my first time doing the IBJF tournament, and then to come out with. Two seconds. I'm like, okay. I'd rather one, obviously, especially seeing I could have beat that girl. But like, I'm like, it was. I banked a lot from that. And then that okay. night, I went to fly out from California back to uh, Orlando. back to Orlando. And then my flight was cancelled because uh, what was that for? It was cancelled from like just like storms and whatever the fuck. I don't know. America. And uh, so they put us in a hotel. And then I, I basically like. I think I slept an hour and a half and then got on the next flight out, cancelled the one they were going to give me, took it, bought a new flight that left early enough to arrive in Orlando at the right time. They went to uh, Portland, Oregon from California and then to Orlando. So it was a good little ticky tour around, i tell you that. Um, good bang for your buck in terms of travel miles. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then go. got over there, took an Uber to the, uh, to the venue, and I think I had about 30 or 40, maybe 45 minutes, and then I, I was up. And so I did a little warm up by myself up on the mat up, upstairs, and then like was like, I think it feel good. And then, and then I uh, had the match with the girl, and she was strong, dude. Like she was like, she was she was a strong girl. Yeah, yeah. In a in a in a, in a completely fear way, but just felt heavy that heavy like body type, you know. And I remember at the start, she and I've been like soft mats all week at jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? And like she <laughs> kind of like charged in, and then. It's a cage. Like, it's like a legit cage. And I went to kind of, I was like, oh, okay, I'll like fish down the neck. And then she just drops 
down on my knees and just goes boom and double leg me on the ground and I was, my whole back because it was it was like straight wood and like the thinnest little yeah, yeah. was like yeah. this wooden canvas and yeah. I remember my back going like oh honey you're not warm for that and I thought I was like uh, uh, okay 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 like I was like I'm still nothing's paralyzed okay moving things here like and then ended up I got the armbar in the overtime uh but <laughs> Oh, and then the next morning I got the bus back down to like down South Florida and got my car. So it was a journey, like that whole like four day period. Right. Um, but like the whole thing was just like, you know, full of growth and uh, mental and physical and perfect amount of challenges. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So hopefully when I go down to the, I'd like to do the Nogi Worlds later in the year and come back with a better result. I mean, that's more my, more my jam, you know. Yeah, just just playing something super important, really close. So you have to make an overnight flight. That's all. Just right, like I can't can't explain it. The like the the panic of the like the panic of the things being close together. Like I thrive in chaos. Like I thrive That's good. in That's chaos. Good. Um, That's good. Yeah, it's, it's not good though because I like I push for it. You know. <laughs> Well, maybe I think in your profession, I think that's a good quality to have, if I could say. Maybe I guess so. Yeah, like I signed this contract two days ago, and it's in four weeks' time. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, lose whatever weight we're gonna lose. Yeah, six pounds, seven pounds, something. Yeah. No, honey, that many kilos. Oh, kilos. Yeah. I, I, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the pounds to kilos ratio? What is that? Well. Sometimes, so sometimes I get muddled up between the the kilometers to miles ratio and the pounds. I think I think it's like two. No, see, look, I'm gonna fuck that up. Um, no, no, I, I think you're on it actually. I think you are. There you go. iPhone, Google it. Um, yeah, because if I go um, like seven kg pounds, that's like yo, it's like double. Two point two. It is two point two. Yeah, you multiply two point two to get pounds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll bring up that uh, that name, um, Kayla Harrison, fighting for the 155-pound championship once again yeah. for PFL in November. Um, but more more than that, like I'm not, I don't want to talk to you about the details of the fight or the fight camp, anything of that nature. I just seen you through social media and even seeing you in um, Atlanta. It just seems that you guys have a very unique, uh, very um, important, great relationship. Great mm. friends, um, mm. mentor, train partner, all of that nature. How important is that you have someone like Kayla Harrison, who's so successful in what she does for a living, to kind of, you know, uh, not mentor, but friend or, you know, big brother kind of a thing of situation? How, how important is that? Yeah, interesting. So, again, it's not one of those things that you like seek out, but sure, when, it, sure. when, it, when it like, when it fits, it fits. And I remember yeah. that first training when we did something real weird at the same time and we looked at each other like, oh, this is going to work. <laughs> right. And like, you know, every, every time since then. So we, yeah, it's good. You've got, you've got everything there in terms of like, you've got, you know, we can push each other physically and mentally in the training. There's, you know, clearly she's going to be, you know, out, out skilling me in, in, in certain areas and it's going to be hard to, to push it to the point of, hey, you're nearly getting big here because, you know, that's like her fucking bread and butter, you know? So, um, so it has its like, it has its like, it's like a balancing act of like give, take, push, pull, like, um, and, and moments, you know, personal moments where we both like, you know, don't need to lean on each other at all, but because we, we're super strong alpha individuals, but like 
where we can um, turn to each other for like, you know, to vent something or, or yeah. if I'm having a fucking hard training and like she's with someone else, like she can turn over and be like, Michelle, da-da-da, or I can do the same thing or whatever it is. We just, we just get, you know, we just get it. Um, yeah. So I think I feel very lucky to, you know, to find someone like that in a, in a brand new gym, you know, you know, basically off straight off the bat that is, um, you know, a perfect, like a, a great role model, a great, you know, big sister, um, yeah. Uh, and like another like chaotic wild one, and then in, in any ways that I can help, like I'm, I can see where like I can I can be like a like a helpful friend or whatever. Then like it's it's obviously it's obviously re- rewarding in itself to give back in any way that I physically can. Um, sure, which sure. in her successful state is there's not many situations. <laughs> but if I if I can cook a mean stir fry or or something like that there, then we'll do it. There we go. I heard uh, talking about wild when I heard a night in uh, Atlanta was a little wild uh, after PFL. Uh, it was so leave. cool, dude. It was awesome. We had all the like team and coaches <laughs> and like Mocco and stuff. Like it was just, yeah. it was, it was just beautiful. We had this cool yeah. group photo in front of like some Olympic rings because obviously, yeah. like, Kayla, that there's no, it was, um, it was very cool when we had like she'd sorted the house so that the whole team was all together. So we came back you know, after having some beers and stuff. And then we came back and just like, it was just like, apparently it looked like raccoons had gone in the kitchen. Like we were just, imagine like, like big girls and like big mockos and stuff and like the whatever, like kids and shit. And like, there's just food everywhere. Like, I get it. I get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, one more question. Then I uh, asked the little fans to ask questions. We got three kind of fun, good ones. So we'll take it from there. But one last thing for me, I was there last week, American Top Team, and I remember going years and years ago, and it was the gym to me has changed so much, and not in a better way or worse way or good way, just a, a more professional way. When I was there, they had kids' classes years ago, kids' classes. Yeah, yeah. It was just very open. They just had people watching. Uh, they had even people just kind of working out off the street, if that makes sense. Just It was mm-hmm. a more of a gym. Now it's like, hey, if, <laughs> it's a very high-level professional you have to be fighting for a high level organization. It's very mm-hmm. tight, it seems like. Um, but the, the, at least for me, and I was there for two, three hours at the most, the gym seemed like a, a lot of hard work was going, but a lot of positive and, and, and smiles and laughter, but a lot of hard ass work. How is the gym right now and the camaraderie and just the feel, the vibes of American Top Team? Yeah, you, you, you're right. You know, and even on days where it's emptier um, for whatever reason, like towards the end of the week and people are like, you know, needing a bit of a rest even on the days where it's empty, it still has that same positivity as the days where it's packed in there. And even if someone were to say, you know, have a bit of a bit of a stern message to put across at the end of training, it's still received with like very open ears and um, and open hearts because we're all, you know, we're all after the same thing and everyone's there to push each other and lift, lift one another up. Um, you know, you can't be in there with a fucking big ego and, and think you're better than people, you know, on a day-to-day because honey like there's a lot of people in there that will shut you up so it's uh it's a very positive environment and obviously the coaches go out of their way um out of their way to to share their time and knowledge and 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 pick areas that you need improvement and and suggest and and push you towards certain trainings with certain coaches and um yeah for, for me obviously being a foreigner there too and there's actually a decent amount of foreigners and I know that no one is ever like 
feeling awkward or left out or, or like an outsider. So, sure. um, yeah, between the hard work and, and the camaraderie between everybody, it's a very, very good place to be. It's, it's amazing. Um, there's the, the fight game is so tough and winning is so tough. And I, we were down there doing some photo shoots with Grant and Tiago and L oh, yeah. and, and L is five and zero oh and undefeated. And Grant for the UFC is six zero oh and one and Tiago's on a run. And then we see pictures of, you know, a lot of sometimes guy pictures or like the girl pictures and you're like, Oh wow. Kayla hasn't lost in four years. And Michelle's undefeated like Dakota's record. It's like, Man, that gent, like you guys don't know how to lose. Like, yeah, right, well, like every single there. person you just named, like even that you named four girls, but all basically different sizes. And yeah. they will, we will <laughs> yeah. all like little things each person will do, like on the map, we'll be like, oh fuck, like, like she's a beast. Like no matter how small they are, and they're like, dude, yeah. they, they, they bring it. That is very true. All right, three fun fan questions. We put it out there, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, easy ones. I think they're very easy ones. First one is, what is your main goal as a fighter? Hmm. Okay. There's two. Obviously, my main goal is to win because that okay. needs to be. Uh, but my big, like, holistic goal is to to have a huge impact. Um, have a huge impact in uh, in like in promoting MMA foreman and in in coaching like in the future. Uh, that's what I want. So. To, to be at a point where I have like so much skill and knowledge to to then pass on and you know and a, and a history to, to show for it as well sure. that I can like encourage and motivate and like even more so like and coach um, women and young girls in the sport and like have a have a, like a real solid place for them to, to turn to. Um, not to totally put you on the spot because to me you're so young in the sport you have such a bright huge future just as the fighter type. Would you, if if I, if you, if 20 years from now, I'd be like, hey, Michelle, you have your own gym and your yeah. own place and your own people, and you have a beautiful, you know, factory of just, you know, giving your knowledge there, or almost like a Mako type in American Top Team and a part yeah. of that huge wheel and keep on helping some of the best pros on this planet. Which way would you rather lean? I honestly would rather go the, the latter of the two because um, to be, it, it's really good. It's good for them to have their like their group, their place, and at the start. But it's also really good for them to be around men in the sport, to to actually be able to be around it. Um, yeah. Kids of all ages. It's you. Sometimes you'll see two guys training, and and if you're newer girls and they chat a bit, like it's really good to see their example. It's good to see sometimes like the strengths they can hold. Um, and obviously they they move differently to us, so they can sometimes explain or show something differently. So I think keeping like that joined is really good. And then I also I thrive off learning off other coaches. So if I was around, I was coaching and I was around a different class earlier on, and I could pick someone's brain. Like I would always want that resource to be there. So and I'd love to add add value to something else. I don't I don't I don't feel like I'd have to have it be my own. Um, I just I. What I would rather is bringing something there that like, helps bring others in yeah, and helps yeah. lift them. There you go. Love it. Great answer. Um, easy one. What's your favorite fruit? My favorite what? Fruit. Oh, I do love a good kiwi fruit. I am biased, but I do love a good kiwi yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Last one. I, I will say my favorite. My favorite is an apricot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not not a not a very. You just uh... don't hear me out though. Listen. So, 
they're not messy. You literally just, you can just That's pull true. it apart and then okay. just the stone away and you just eat it, boom, boom, done. It's so efficient. Wait, uh, you said stone, isn't it? A pit? Okay, tomato, tomato guy. Hey, sue me, I'm kiwi. <laughs> Talking English over here. Oh my gosh, the wild one right here. Uh, so good, so good. Uh, maybe this is from one of our new sponsors. They asked, do you like to bet on fights, other fights? Of course, not yourself. Uh, I like to bet like with my brain, but I don't see value in betting with money. I'm like, okay. eh, win or lose, like it's a couple of bucks here and there. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I, I enjoy like with buddies from watching being like, who do you think's going to win and why? And like talking about that there. But mm -hmm. like, I haven't got to the point where I'm like, want to like put money and wage on it. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe a round or something or the dinner or something like that there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. Those were the fan questions. Man, Michelle, uh, taking over UFC Fight Pass on October 14th on a Friday. Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC 5 versus Danielle Wynn, a very game fighter. She's fought some very, very big names. She's fought in duffel, uh, different multiple organizations, boxing. She's done bare knuckle MMA. She, of course, she's done MMA. I know you probably YouTubed her maybe once or twice, but Danielle Wynn versus zero Michelle. Zero time so far. Zero so. Well, there you go. There you I go. I got coaches. Hey, I got coaches. <laughs> yeah, you got coaches. Awesome. Uh, continue success to you. Huge fan of you. You know that you, not even as the fighter, as the person. And uh, I can't wait. I will. We'll be in Savannah. I think we're a month away, something like that. I'll be out there we're in Savannah. Savannah. Can't good. Wait. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'll be out there. You know what? Good for us. <laughs> good for us. Good for us. Uh, the, 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 first, the first drink's on me. I'll handle the first one. <laughs> So, awesome. Any last words, any kind of sponsors, any kind of things uh, you want to, uh, any jokes you have off the top of your head, anything, <laughs> any nuggets you want to let go? <laughs> any nuggets? Oh, no, this will be you on like the, the, the fighter's door, like trying to get knock, knock. Who's there? Let us. Let us who? Let us in. All right, guys, Michelle Monaco, she fights as a featherweight. The UFC Fight Pass, October 14th, Jorge Masaros, Icon FC. Michelle, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. I'll see you later. See you later, friends.